you're listening to Bossy Britches with Lisa Schinninger and Julia Dumay, and today we are going to be talking about Doctor Who, but not really about the Doctor. We're going to talk about his companions. Yes. Um, it's actually, did you know, this is the 10th anniversary of the new Who coming back? Oh, wow. Gosh. Isn't that crazy? Gosh, that is crazy. Oh my gosh, 10 years. Yeah, it's, uh, this summer it'll be, I think, the the actual 10-year date. But, oh, um, that's bonkers. And there's a... There's a new season coming out that I don't think they've announced the release date for it yet, but it's coming. Um, so, yeah, 10 years of New Who and what? 50? 50, 50 odd years. Yeah. 52, 52 years. 52 years. It's the 52nd anniversary. Oh, my God. Wow. That's so much to talk about. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Um, so we've talked briefly about Doctor Who before, especially in the Outlander episode. Yes. Outlander, everyone's favorite Doctor Who fanfic. Yes. Um, but we haven't really talked about the companions really at all. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but I don't actually, well, I don't watch Doctor Who anymore now. I kind of quit um, toward the end of Amy, of the Amy yeah. era. Yeah. Because it just, it just got too up itself. Yeah. Me. Too <laughs> moffity. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, but I've been watching and I've seen, I've seen almost every serial um, that exists, and I've seen a lot of recreations. Yeah, um, from the lost episodes. Oh wow, um, awesome! Uh, listen to audios and things like that, and then I just, I just absolutely love the show. But I don't really watch for the Doctor, no. like as a general rule. I watch for the companions. So I have favorite Doctors, but more than that, I have favorite eras, and they all revolve around which companions I like best. So. Um, for you, which, who's your favorite of new and old? Oh, this is the thing. I just, I hate trying to pick a favorite. It's even worse than trying to pick a favorite doctor. <laughs> Not least because there's so many more of them than there are doctors. Mm-hmm. But also I'm just, well, I haven't seen nearly as much as you. Um, I am sorry to say that's, I, I'm working my way. Thank God. Thank God for Netflix, which has a lot of old who, um, a lot of classic Who, so I can sort of work my... I've been sort of working my way through that. Um, I, you know, I I can't pick. I It's hard for me to pick a favorite, um, or least favorite even. It's mm-hmm. just, I'm like, oh, and I hate the... I hate the fandom games um, of who's... who's com- be- of who's better. Exactly. And yeah. it, especially with New Who, although I'm sure there's plenty for, for classic Who as well. But um, especially with, you know, New Who of, oh, so-and-so is just boring. So-and-so is, so-and-so is great. So-and-so is boring. No, she's not. She's terrible. No, she's not. She's great. Um, That I just, I get sick of it. I, I just get tired of it. And some of them have better moments than others. But I, they're all just so wonderful. And they all bring out really i think at best they bring out really interesting things in the doctor as well Mm -hmm. well there's a couple that i hate all right i'm I'm just gonna lay that out there right now um there's a companion named uh turlo okay who is just ugh, just the worst um (laughs) it there's and you know there's that like everybody considers like what the sixth seventh doctors to be kind of like the low oh yeah i guess more the sixth than the seventh um but it's because Seventh had um, Ace and he was like, he's really manipulative. And um, but Ace was like this young girl, um, tomboyish, very like ready to blow stuff yeah, up all the time. Ace is fun. Um, yeah. So it's like even in like what is considered like the, the worst writing of the whole series, um, there's still these bright spots. But it, it was the fifth doctor with Turlo and Turlo was just such a shit. <laughs> like I just. <laughs> Oh, hated All him. Right. All <laughs> right. Hated him. Fair enough. Um, and then there's then uh, also in the Fifth Doctor's era, there was um the companion named Adric, mm. who is sort of like universally reviled. Yeah, which is That's terrible right. because like it, he's just a kid oh. and he's kind of like the Wesley Crusher. Oh dear. Who. Um. So like everybody kind of hates him, but he oh he has a terrible he his his arc ends terribly. Oh, um, I've heard that. I feel like I yeah. I've heard a lot about different about various companions. Um, I would ask actually, um, what for you makes a bad companion? Um, well, the what I, I guess actually it would probably be easier to say what makes a 
like a good companion because mm. there aren't really that many that that are bad. Like um, Turlo is actually not a bad character, mm. like um, quality wise. He's I think there's some interesting things happening with him, but like the personality is just such a shit like <laughs> that I can't stand him. But I think what the best companions like they bring something to the doctor that the doctor lacks. Um, they have experiences or skills that he doesn't have. They bring compassion when he doesn't have it. Absolutely. Um, which we know there's uh, quite a few doctors who are kind of lacking in the compassion department. Yeah. Um, so like, and I, I hesitate to say like they bring a humanity because I think the doctor is representative of the best and worst of humanity. Yeah. Even though he's supposed to be an alien. Um, but I, so I think like if you start with the very first doctor, um, Ian and Barbara. Yes. Are probably my favorite companions out of all of them. Um, because like, and it, they wouldn't work with any other doctor because the doctor that they have, he is like, he's such an asshole. I love like, he's just He's so right? grumpy and, he's, he's, un, and oh yeah, he's pretty It's so awesome. funny because he's played by an old man um, and he is supposed to be an old man. And this is before they've even come up with um, the idea of regeneration. Yeah. So he's much, much younger than our current doctor. Yeah. Like, you know, millennia younger. <laughs> But he he is such a crotchety old man, and he hates everything, yes. and he just... His answer to getting out of a situation is, okay, just kill them. Yeah. Like, just kill them, and we'll escape, and we'll go. And what Ian and Barbara bring to that is, Ian is a science teacher, um, and he's very analytical. Uh, he's also kind of a hothead. Mm. Um, and Barbara is a history teacher, so she brings a lot of, like, understanding of, you know, the nuances of history, if not, in particular, the historical period that they're visiting like she understands things about like the dynamics of power structures and and things like that so she she's also very analytical and she's pretty cool-headed and she screams real good yeah um but together they make like this really great team and it kind of feels like the doctor's intruding on them a little bit sometimes (laughs) um which i think is actually the mark of the best companions are you can understand them in a world where the doctor is not yeah you know yeah um like they're fully formed characters in their own right not just extensions of um the doctor yeah um from new who i actually would say that um i think probably donna and rose i think are like the most complete characters although rose as time went on kind of suffered from becoming an extension of the doctor like yeah couldn't exist without that's sort of yeah and that's exactly you touched on something that for me is really important i think and companions when I tend to be less interested in them it's generally when they're not working as that sort of counterweight to the doctor Um, because I think Mm -hmm. when they're they're at their best they really need to kind of be there to balance out the doctor you know if the doctor is kind of cold and um, aggressive and sort of hostile um, maybe not hostile but uh, not as more remote and uncaring Mm -hmm. than the the companions should be more compassionate, more hands-on, um, and vice versa. If the doctor is more of a, you know, hothead um, or a, a close-up, a, a more of a compassionate person, then you want someone who's a little colder and a little more analytical as a companion. Um, just because, and I think generally when I dislike companions... Um, it's not even so much that I dislike them. It's just that I dislike them, their dynamics with the doctor. And um, mm-hmm. like you, I, I've sort of drifted away from New Who a bit just because I like, I liked what Moffat did the first few times he did it. But it feels more <laughs> and more sort of like he has one story about the doctor and companions. And I'm like, okay, that's... Yeah. I'm sort of I've I've seen it enough times where the doctor has a mysterious girl that he needs to unravel the mis- whose mystery he needs to unravel that I'm just mm-hmm. like okay I've I've seen enough of that now thank you um yeah and it's like it becomes like cleverness for its own sake yeah. like at the expense of character development yeah um, yeah like I really I felt like what I knew about Amy as a person toward the end of her arc when I stopped watching was not that much more than what I knew about her at the beginning. Yeah. Um, like, it didn't really feel like... Like, even Rory, I felt like, had more of an interior life than Amy did. Yeah, it was sort um, of the exact opposite of my problems with Russell D. Davies' rub by the end, <laughs> where his was like, 
all id all the time of like all yeah. feelings all everybody's internal emotional states right there on the screen everybody crying and hugging and rose and wailing oh, and banging like, on walls and, and like you know yeah like the doctor's farewell tour yeah <laughs> and and then um and then you know Moffat is sort of the opposite where I'm like I could use a little more of people's internal lives here Moffat is like mm-hmm. the exact opposite end um of where I, I get tired of of him and and that was sort of my problem like you said with Amy I felt like we I love Amy when we meet her um and mm-hmm. I I really like a lot of her moments with um, Matt Smith. Karen Gillan and Matt Smith just play wonderfully together. Um, I love their dynamic, but after a few, after a season, I'm like, okay, I feel like we didn't get as much in the way of development for either of them, really, even for the doctor, even though. I feel one of my criticisms of Moffat is sort of that he sidelines everyone else for the doctor. All we saw is, well, the doctor's clever, and we already knew that. You didn't have to right. show me the doctor that is clever. I know that already. Yeah, that's kind of... I don't... You're never going to have a doctor who's a dull Yeah. Like, he's always going to be clever, yeah, man. that's sort of the whole oh. point. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, it really is... It is all surface, mm. um... And like I said, that that cleverness for cleverness is safe. Yeah. Um, like throw in another twist because you can. Yeah. Like it it just became exhausting. And by and- the end, it makes no sense. It's like I feel like he kind of throws. I was talking about this with a, a friend of mine, and we were saying, you know, I feel like he kind of throws everything in there, and then gets bored halfway through and walks <laughs> away to go do Sherlock Holmes or something. Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so he, you know, gets all these balls in the air and is juggling them kind of barely managing to juggle them and then he's like this is boring this isn't exciting let's add some torches and some chainsaws and then he's like now I'm bored I'm still bored I'm gonna go do something else and it all ends Mm -hmm. up you know on fire and chainsawed right yeah and it really is like um oh I just remember I just thought of what it was and now I've oh Boy, this is this is going to be a good episode, guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, it's like I I feel like he he like retcons his own stories while he's in the process of writing them. Mm. Like the whole thing with River Song oh, by the end River. made when it I mean, when you're first introduced to River, you're irritated with her because she keeps that spoilers Yeah, and like she knows things that we don't know and it that's always really frustrating. Um, when it's, like, used to taunt the audience, not just to intrigue. Um, but then, like, I, like, as her story progressed with the doctors in reverse time or out of time or whatever the hell they were doing with that, like, I really grew to like what was happening there, and I liked her, but then at the, by the end of her story, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, it made no sense, and nothing that had happened before made sense to what was happening at the end. Generally, my thing about River is I feel like they either used her way too much or not enough. Mm -hmm. I felt like they either needed to get it all in there and be done with her story or they needed to spread it out way more. It was just coming up often enough that I kind of, without any real resolution that made sense, that I was... It Mm -hmm. got like the Mythark episodes on X-Files eventually where you're like, oh, you don't actually know where you're going with this. (laughs) You're just kind of hoping you can do throw enough in there that will be confused and give up trying to make sense of it. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then the way that that storyline tied into Amy's, Mm. I was frustrated by that because, again, the interior life being largely absent. Yeah. um, I think really that that entire mixture of characters and and family ties and, um, like, it really suffered for there not being, like, an emotional component. Yeah, yeah. um, It was just like, oh, this thing happened. Okay. And now it's six months later. And, you know, it was like... Yeah. I just... I felt like the characters deserved more than that. Yeah. I felt felt like the audience deserved more than that, too. The frustrating thing is about those episodes for me is that there were so many moments that could have been really emotional and really Mm -hmm. powerful. And they even were in spite of everything because the cast was fantastic. You know, the cast managed to pull it off and actually make me feel some things. And we never really got any 
fallout from that. We never got anything beyond that. Beyond like, right. oh, there. We never really got the got to have these moments land almost. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. There was, um, I don't think it'll. It's technically a spoiler, but it's been long enough that I don't care. Um, the fact that Amy is held captive mm. for an indeterminate length of time and she gives birth to a child without her own knowledge. Mm. And then um, she's left in this alternate reality where, like, for 50 years or whatever, like, she's an old woman when they find her yeah. again. And, but all of that is just played like, okay, let's go. Next scene, next scene, next scene, next scene. Yeah. Let's go. Next adventure. And it was just really frustrating. Like, you know, it... Not that Doctor Who has ever been, like, a character study kind of show. Like, it's always been about the next adventure. But, you know, like, all of the stuff that happened with Rose, like, we were, like, the, we were really intimately aware of how these things affected Rose. Like, how this life affected her. Yeah. Um, and with Donna, the same thing, like, even Donna has a one-off adventure, right? And then she goes away, presumably never to be seen again. Yeah. And when we pick back up with her, her life has progressed. Yeah. Like her life has progressed to a point where we know that she has an existence outside the doctor. Same thing with Sarah Jane. Um, although I did see a lot of criticism when she came back yeah. with, uh, with the 10th doctor. Um, there was a lot of criticism about like, Oh, this woman, she's been pining for the doctor for all these decades. And that was not how I read that at all. No. Like, she had been living her life and working and, and doing her thing. And, um, I think doing sort of that crime fighting thing on the slide without the doctor. And she was just, you know, it was great to see him again because they had this unresolved issue of he had just left her. (laughs) Um, But it never felt like pining. Like I didn't feel like she had been a character in stasis the entire time that she was waiting for the doctor to come back. Um, Whereas Amy, like that's really kind of how it felt like Amy and Rory, they pause when the doctor leaves them. And then when the doctor picks them back up, Absolutely. they hit start again. And that was very Even much though, like the point of a couple episodes almost. Yeah. That they're- well, and they try to give like some, they try to give some detail about they have a life like inexplicably all of a sudden Amy is like a top fashion model. Yeah. Like, and their lives also, but also it's terrible and they're divorced and it's miserable. Yeah. So basically they're, they're rich and successful, but completely unhappy whenever the doctor isn't around right um, and, and even Rose I mean one of the big criticisms I hear from fans who you know Rose is a very divisive figure in the fandom mm-hmm. and um, you know even Rose as much as many problems as I may have with like the way her life progresses it does progress without yeah. the doctor I mean I have some like ugh really about it but um, <laughs> but I can't even I can't deny that she moves forward that she does things with her life when the doctor is not in it right yeah and you know Mickey was incidental but you did kind of I mean that was actually a major plot point was that his life was on hold when Rose was off with the doctor because he was waiting for Rose to come back and that I mean like there was an actual like there was character development wrapped around that for both them and for the doctor who realized you know oh, right, like, I've been doing this for hundreds of years, like, I need to start thinking about people's lives outside of my own. And then that, you know, quickly went away. And he stopped again. Um, You know, by the time he picked up the next companion, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Who and and Martha, I mean, that was another character who's like, who was really, really not well served by the doctor um, in the narrative. And also, I think the fandom yeah. um, and doesn't the, doesn't appreciate her as much as they and should. And the writing really did not, yeah. was not, she deserved a lot better. Well, and that was another character who was, I mean, her development was defined by her relationship with the Doctor, but in kind of a, like, she starts off pining for him, um, but by the end of it, like, she realizes, like, she's better than pining for the yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Um, so, which, I mean, again, it's like a, it's like there's a, an actual character arc there that just is, was absent from Amy, and that was why I stopped watching. Yeah. I don't know anything about this new companion, Clara. Yeah, I've seen, I like her a lot, um, and, and again, it's a situation where I think the acting and the, the chemistry between the actors is really the only thing that saves it, um, mm-hmm. and again, it's a situation where there's a lot of really cool ideas going on there are a lot of interesting things being being poked around there but 
I feel like I never really got any of the emotional fallout from it. Um, and it's, okay. uh, did you see the the fiftieth anniversary special? Uh, the one where they introduced a new doctor. No, the one. There were, um, what was the fiftieth? That was. Oh, did they cross timelines? Yes, again? with the two doctors. Okay, three doctors okay. actually, with the war doctor. Um, right, yeah, the new doctor that had never previously existed before. Yes, okay. yes, she was, and she was in that. Um, and I watched leading up to that, and basically it's established either in that or the episode before that, the, like, season finale before that, basically it's established that she, spoilers, um, was, I don't know, kind of dead, but not really when she was, like, in the the heart of the TARDIS or something or other sometime magic thing and um, (laughs) that she basically put herself throughout the Doctor's timeline in order to kind of help him move along and help help him make the right choices and trying to find him and warn him about something and I yeah I think she's trying to warn him and I don't I don't even remember I remember it was magical timey-wimey she (laughs) I remember there was some cool like uh uh video editing where they have because they like have her with the first doctor basically there's this cool moment where he's first stealing the TARDIS and she tells him not that one directs him to the right one to a different one instead which is a cool oh, okay moment. um yeah there were some really cool moments but again i as you can see it just left i've watched it a couple times now and it just has left no real impression on me apart from yeah. a couple of interesting moments just because again we, it's that issue with moffat where a lot of the emotional stuff just really falls flat yeah, that's really interesting because, like, that's Bad Wolf again, right? Mm-hmm. Except it's her instead of Graffiti. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that, not that I would expect Doctor Who to have wholly original plot. Yeah, it's like cause it never does. It <laughs> constantly recycles. I mean, the Daleks were introduced with the first Doctor. Yep. Like, they will never go away yep. as much as some of us might hope that they will. Um, but like, that's really interesting though that they they went to that well again. Like, and so soon after the first time but the difference is it's she's putting herself through yeah and like does she have a storyline outside of helping the doctor I, like, or is her existence only about they helping sort the doctor of go they seem to sort of be doing trying to give her a life and it's a really cool thing in the 50th anniversary it's revealed that like she's become a teacher which mm-hmm. is a really it's a really neat kind of callback to you know the the very first to Barbara and Ian to the very first episode. Um, So they, they kind of it, but it almost seems like an afterthought. Like they're sort of saying, Oh, we should probably give her a job. Um, Okay. Well, we'll make her, we'll give her a job. And it sort of seems like they're attempting to, but not really like you get, okay. You don't get a gold star for trying. You get a silver star. Maybe you get a Mm -hmm. bronze star for trying there. (laughs) The little gold star with you tried spelled wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's not going to be gold because uh, you aren't actually trying all that hard. That's disappointing. It is. It is a little. Like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Like, and that's, I, the, one of the things that I really liked about most of the companions throughout the run is, like, they get, like, nobody really chooses to go with the doctor. Like, they end up with the doctor or, like the doctor accidentally kidnaps them. Yeah. He, he is there to do something and they just sort of like stumble into his path and get swept along with it. Um, So like a a big driver for a lot of them was the doctor was trying to take them back to their own time, like to take them back to their own timeline Mm -hmm. so they could get back to their lives. Um, Which is something that doesn't really happen in new who at all anymore. Like they're in it for the adventure. They're not, just sort of swept along with it. And I kind of miss that actually. Yeah. Like, that everybody's goal is not to become like this galactic adventurer across all time and space. Um, that, or I guess dimensional adventurer. <laughs> um, but the, like, it's like you have a life that you want to get back to and it's like just sort of a mistake and you make the best of it that you can as you go. Um, but then there is like an end point where you get to go back to your family and, um, 
I guess Martha kind of got to do that a little bit, where she got to go back and forth. A little but... bit, yeah. And I suppose technically Donna did too, but uh, yeah. yeah, in oh, sort of the no, worst I'm not, possible I'm not way. Talking about, yeah. yeah, I'm not talking about the way that Donna's oh, arc ended as anything possible, so positive up. at all. That, that was, was absolutely, ugh. That yeah, was the worst. That was the worst. That was terrible. Like, from last week, our discussion about, like, when you quit a show, like, that should have been, oh, that, been that, was, my, oh. that was it. That was the low watermark. Yeah. I, don't, I shouldn't have gone any further. That was pretty bad. Oh. Pretty dire. Um, one question. I had something else, but now I forget what it was. So I'm going to ask a question that I've sort of been mm-hmm. toying around with, which is, if you had to... Are there any companions you think would work better with other doctors? Or you'd like to see with other doctors? Um... Yeah, you know, I wish that the eighth doctor had had um, more of an arc, like on the TV, on the TV, basically. Like he only got the one TV movie, um, and then he had uh, he also he does he's a big character in the audio adventures. Oh. Um, a lot of there are a lot of eighth doctor audios, um, and I'd like to see some of his companions hmm. come across to the TV. Like that would be if I could, you know, if I could do some timey wimey stuff yes. and make that happen. I'd really, I'd really enjoy it. Um, Ace, who was the companion with the seventh doctor, yeah. played by Sophie Aldred, who I absolutely love. Um, she was, uh, a teenage girl. She was a runaway. Um, she had like this, uh, traumatic backstory. Um, she was like total tomboy, like always ready to like fight and blow things up. And, um, she was, I think my favorite, I would really love to see her with, um, but she had like a really good sense of humor mm. also, like. Um, it was a really bright and bubbly kind of a character. I would have liked to have seen her with the ninth Doctor. Oh yeah, because um, he was he was so like goofy, but it was like with that undercurrent. Yeah, of you know he'd seen some shit. He was a little right? scary a lot of times. Yeah, he could. He would, I mean, yeah. he could. Yeah. So I would have liked to have seen that because I think like things could have rapidly spiraled out of control with the team. Oh together. gosh! Like um, because she would not have put the brakes on at no. any point. It was really her doctor had to put the brakes on with her. Oh, sometimes, that's a little. Um, oh. Even though he was really ruthless. Oh, yikes! So that would be interesting. I'd like to see Rose with the eighth doctor oh. actually, um, because I think he would have fit like her idea of like um, some kind of like a gothic hero <laughs> <laughs> coming oh. to whisk her off into his time machine. Um, I think they would have had an interesting dynamic. I would love to see Rose with the first Doctor. Oh, gosh. Like, not putting up with his shit at all. I'd love to see Donna with the first oh, Doctor. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? They would all... She'd be like, listen here, old man. I don't know what your oh, problem that'd is. that would be amazing. <laughs> they would, like... Wouldn't that be awesome? each other. It would be brilliant. Yeah. It would be a comedy would be about no them Doctor trying Who. to murder each other. <laughs> there would be no Doctor Who because Donna would have killed the Doctor <laughs> after the first adventure. It would have been, like, a double murder, uh, though. It would have it would have accidentally been like they would be they would both be they would like they would be trying to kill each other and then they would accidentally kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that would be so great. Uh first Doctor Companions, I'd love to see Ian and Barbara with anybody. Oh, yeah. But I do this because I love Ian and Barbara so much. Um Susan Foreman, I really wish that she had oh, yeah. been able to interact with all of the doctors. Um oh, gosh, and I wish yeah. that the new sh- that the new version actually referenced her in more than passing yeah um because i think like it starts out susan is when we meet the doctor susan is his granddaughter yeah and it's never really made clear if it's his actual granddaughter or if this is a companion who's they've chosen the roles of grandfather and granddaughter because they're stuck on earth and that's the only way to look like (laughs) non-suspicious right um so but there's so the idea is is it actually a relation is she actually a time lord or a time lady um, so I, I tend to fall on the side of it being his actual, like, f- like biological granddaughter. Mm. Um, so I would like to have seen more interaction with her, with the other doctors, because like you really kind of lose a sense of his history yeah. if you don't, cause like it became like this thing where it was, I guess Moffat's not the first one to do like the cleverness for cleverness's sake. Um, sure. The doctor's past is really a mystery. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been 50 years. I'm sure plenty right. of other writers have done that. Oh, yeah, they definitely have. So, like, you know, some, you know, a couple of things, like, you know, his nickname at school and, you know, he went to school with the with the master. And so, like, there's that whole thing there that kind of came out of, like, <laughs> what was their relationship when they were kids, basically. Um, why is the master so fucked up? <laughs> yes, he um, really is. 
Oh, by the way, for any um, hardcore Whovians who are listening, I'm not going... The, this is the only time I'm going to mention the looms, because the looms is stupid. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm not... I just... Anything that refers to the looms, I'm like, oh, that's just a dream sequence. I... No. Um, so, yeah, like, having a relation who had traveled with him, who had escaped Gallifrey with him, mm. who... And then who he abandons so that she can have a life that doesn't involve all this constant danger and moving around. And, you know, like, I would like to have seen the aftermath of that for her. Yeah. Like, was she happy with that decision? Was she unhappy? What happened? Was she when, trying to get to, back to him? What happened yeah. to her when Gallifrey was destroyed? Right. You know? Right. And then, like, um, the other thing I would like to do is um, I would like to see, I just, uh Wow. I'm t- oh, drawing a total Please blank. do. You know it's I'm- a really fun game to play. I love that game. <laughs> which companions would you mix with which yeah. doctors? Um, wow. Romana. Yes. Romana Voron Trelandar. See, I know it. I just nice. couldn't think of it. Um, if I could have her come back to New Who, like, I would immediately start watching it again. Oh, I kind if of... She oh. could- I love it, if but I'd be terrified back... to see what Moffat did with it. Oh, oh no, I don't want I don't want Moffat to touch. No, her. I don't want Moffat to touch her. No. I want somebody else to take over the show. And um, but can you imagine like Capaldi with oh, someone playing Romana? That'd be like, brilliant. and either version of Romana, either Romana one or Romana oh, two, yeah. or of Romana three, who is distinct from. Like I just, I want that oh, so bad. Like I just, wonderful. I just want Romana's back. Yeah, I'd like to see. Like that's um I'd like to see anybody interacting with the fourth doctor. Yeah. That's actually like, my big one. Um yeah. I I want well I want Martha basically with any other doctor. Um just mm-hmm. at any other point in his life basically where he'll be able to sort of appreciate her a bit more and treat her a bit better. Um cuz she was she was really done wrong by by the mostly by the writing, I think. Um, the Doctor mm-hmm. does not... I've mellowed a bit on the Tenth Doctor. I used to hate him, but I, I've mellowed a bit. But I would really love to see Martha and Four. Can That would just be... Oh, I would love that, to see the two of them interacting. That would be fantastic. Oh, that would be wonderful. I think I might end up shipping it a little. I, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I might end up shipping that. I Oh, oh it would be intriguing. Weird and... and also kind really of great. Weird. It would be really weird, but also <laughs> kind of great, the two of them interacting in any way, really. Imagine Martha and the Fourth Doctor in Paris instead of Romana. Interesting. Interesting. I love the first Romana. I haven't actually seen any of the second Romana, but I really <gasps> love the first one. Oh my one. god. I'm sorry. The I, first Romana is good, but the second Romana is like my favorite. Yeah, she's everyone's favorite. So I, I'm intrigued. I, I have to actually watch her at some point because I, I really like the first one. So we'll see. Um, I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix, but for a long time uh, they had uh, the Paris one. Yes, which I, can't I think, think of I've right seen now. it. Um, yeah, I think I've seen yeah, it on there. It's got um, cameo cameos by some comedians that you'd recognize all right um and then douglas adams wrote for that series yes um, yeah during the fourth doctor with romana um including a lost episode um that was the uh, was it shada i think mm. um is is a serial that they i don't think they finished it. there was some kind of a worker strike like a communication worker strike all so right. they couldn't finish filming it um but they reused some of the uh oh some of the footage in the fifth doctor or the five doctors oh. movie um, where they're punting on the can. Oh, nice. <laughs> that one was written by Douglas. Adams, All right. So. Oh, sorry. I, let me nerd out a little bit. Oh, please. Here. Yeah. No, I've watched some of his episodes, some of his episodes before that um, from when he, he wrote with uh, four and Romana one, but yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't seen Romana two, So I'm going to have to clearly. But yeah, that's that's my big one. I and really and Martha with eleven or nine, really anyone but ten, basically at the point when she was with him. <laughs> Martha with nine—that's interesting. I'd like to see her with eight. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I just and if anybody out there hasn't listened, doesn't listen to the audios, um, I highly recommend um, the Eighth Doctor one. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of his companion that he's with the most. 
Um, and I, it's going to take me a minute. <laughs> I'm going to have to actually look it up. Oh, Charlie. You would friggin' love Charlie. All right. Jules, I'm... She's great. She's like this. She calls herself the Edwardian adventurer. All right. That sounds promising. Um, and they, they meet when she stows away on a Zeppelin. Oh, that's great. It's really fantastic. Like, All right. You would, you would absolutely love her. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So do you have any other, like, are there any doctors you'd like to see together? Oh, interesting. Like time, time Lords teaming up. That's an interesting question. Gosh. Oh man, I. Oh, I don't know. That's tough. Pretty much, I'm like, <laughs> oh, of the ones I've seen, I really any combination of all of them, really, of mm-hmm. <laughs> I would I would be intrigued by. Um, except the one we got, which is I like ten and eleven together was fine, but it was just kind of like, okay, that's kind of bringing out a lot of the the problems with the the similarities between them and mm-hmm. also kind of I'm like okay baby-faced clever guys I'm like okay that's <laughs> baby-faced clever young white guys skinny guys that's okay that's fine but that that gets a little dull um which made the uh the new doctor the war doctor kind of a a nice addition he was um, John Hurt's character because I was like okay that's at least a, a difference between there was kind of this great sequence actually where they kind of lampshade hang a lampshade on the fact that the doctors just keep getting younger and younger because the war yeah. doctor finds them both and it's like I'm looking for the doctor are, are you two his companions god they just keep getting younger <laughs> and younger every time I'm like oh that's that's great that's good <laughs> If only you would take your own advice on that, Moffat. Listen to the doctor. Oh, my God. Well, then they got Capaldi. So, okay, I say that. But, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Now it's Capaldi. So, all right, that's fine. Uh, Yeah, I do, like, I do want to come back to the show because I do. I love Capaldi. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, So, I, I and I've heard it's a difference. Like, he is taking it in a different direction. He's, like, a lifelong Whovian also. Yeah. So, like, I'm... I do want to eventually catch up. Yeah, I just, we'll have to do it. I just keep waiting to hear that Moffat isn't doing it anymore because I'm just so tired. Yeah, <laughs> of his it's thing. exhausting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It that is a good word for it. It's just exhausting, especially when you watch a lot of it at once. Um, it mm-hmm. really starts to you really start to see the cracks of like the places where Moffat kind of repeats himself over and over and over I'm like I feel like there are many episodes about time loops and I am stuck in one of them so thanks for that Moffat um <laughs> yeah I'm like oh you're you're uh, allowing me to experience what it's like to be in a time loop that's what's going on yeah. here I see I it's okay. all part of the holistic experience yes yes so, yeah. yeah oh, Moffat. oh boy. sorry Moffat no, I'm not because he's kind of a dick. <laughs> he's he's kind of he's kind of a dick. Who yeah. I'm like, oh, Stephen Moffat, you're such a prick. I yeah, yep, yep. I'm saying it flat out. All right. Um, I'll tell you, there's two doctors I would have loved to have seen team up again. Um, they were together briefly in the three doctors and the five doctors. Um, it's the second and third doctors. Oh. Um, because the second doctor is like this absent-minded professor type yeah he's very he's very um he looks like one of the three stooges yeah he's very like columbo-y yeah like oh oh wait one more thing there's uh hold on one more thing oh i figured out the whole thing really surprised when we did um outlander i i was like all right Mm -hmm. i gotta watch some jamie episodes to prepare for this clearly and i remember being really surprised because two kind of did not match the image i had in my head at all um you kind of i all the up, all the pictures I saw, he looked like really serious and scowly. He's goofy, and he is. I was like, "Whoa, this is not at he, all what I expected." My favorite thing about him for a very long time is he he like he like runs around in like this this like fur coat. Yes, that looks like a it looks like some sort of a blanket. Yes, he's turned into a coat. He ties his trousers with like rope. <laughs> like it's he's completely. Completely outside of like what every other doctor has been. That's great. Um, and then third doctor is kind of like 
um, he's uh, very masculine, but like prissy also. Mm. Like I don't know if that's the right word I want to use. Um, like he's a dandy. Really. Huh. He's and he's very like proper. Um, and he was he's played by uh, uh, an actor who was in the navy during the war, um, who's very masculine. Um, and it was just kind of like this weird amalgamation of he's got like this like curly hair and he's wearing like he always wears like these really fancy like almost Victorian looking clothes um, and he's very proper and like the two of them together are like <laughs> it's hilarious That's like great. you can totally see that the third doctor when he regenerated oh, cool. um, from the second doctor like he made a very clear decision I'm not gonna be that guy anymore <laughs> right and so when they have to interact with each other he's like I can't believe I was ever that guy like <laughs> It's like, like really, looking, really fun like having dynamic. to watch your old home movies, right? Yeah, like when you like, I'm thinking like recently, I was thinking about something that happened like ten years ago, and I was like, who was I then? Uh, like, why would I have done that? Like, it's a completely different person, and then you actually get that in the two doctors. That's great. Um, so like, and I really, I think it's if you look at the first um eight even doctors, like you can see there's a clear mm. difference between each of them. Um, like, and I think the actors didn't like purposely didn't try to pick up mannerisms. Mm. Um, and I guess the ninth doctor would fall on that too. But like you said, like 10 and 11, they're so similar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you're saying this and talking about, you know, how a lot of the fun of two and three meeting was how different they were. Um, and Mm -hmm. it sort of brings out sort of the flaws and the 50th anniversary, I should say it was wonderful. I really loved it. Um, and it did some of the things that I love best about the doctor, but it also did some of the things about that I've like been most annoyed by with date with Moffat's run. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, one of them is that those moments were not really sometimes um, the war doctor with the two of them was a lot better. And then there's a cameo at the end by another doctor, which is fantastic. Um, and I don't want to give it away because it's, okay. it's so good um, by another, a past doctor who, who comes back. Um, and, but you don't really have any of that. It, you don't really see sort of the difference between them. And I think 10 and 11 are very different. Um, and I have, you know, a whole theory about sort of, the stages of trauma recovery, basically, that there are sort of um, three separate stages, uh, according to some um, some schools of thought around around trauma. And I I can very definitely um, see sort of I don't think it was intentional, but there's definitely I can see nine, ten, and eleven matching up to those three stages, but they're just it doesn't go in that direction at all of making them really different from each other Mm -hmm. um and instead i'm just kind of like oh it's a shame because i love matt smith he's absolutely wonderful and i think he's just such a fantastic doctor um but they're just it didn't it you didn't have any of those really fun moments where you see how this character changes at all even though they are very different characters, all I, I couldn't see any of the differences in that, which mm-hmm. was a shame. It was a real, I think, almost a waste um, in a lot of ways. That's a shame. I did really like, um, I do like Matt Smith. Oh, yeah. Good old foot face. Foot face. Um, oh, yeah. But <laughs> he, uh, like, and he has a, a distinct character, but I feel like there's too much overlap, like you said. Mm. Um like in like the physicality mm. he feels they feel very similar mm. um but you know the last three well the last four doctors <laughs> have been tall gangly white guys yeah like, um yeah it would have been nice i, I capaldi's a nice departure from that in just the age yeah of, yeah um but it would be nice to depart from that a little bit further yeah like, do they all have to be tall gangly white guys yeah this it, at the very least can't you get and capaldi i've only seen a couple of his episodes but he is i think doing something a little different at least character wise i think he he was trying to in the episodes i saw um but i don't know sort of how much he really how much room there really is for him to do something different um mm-hmm. 
with the the cleverness, the cleverness for cleverness's sake issues that we've talked about. Um, but as far as he could, I think of what I saw, he was. I like you. I need to catch up. Um, we should we should do a weekend where we just kind of we both kind of marathon it. Yeah, <laughs> we can do Skype commentary. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do a viewing party. We'll record our commentary tracks for uh, for the internet. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. The internet wants to hear it. Totally. Obviously. Even if it's going to be like 45 minutes of... (laughs) Especially, Ben. I think especially the internet needs that. Really? Ugh, God. Well, so I'm going to recommend everybody go and find some cereals from the first Doctor. Yeah. Um, Because I I love Ian and Barbara, and I think you will love Ian and Barbara. If you can can track down um, the cereal called The Romans. Romans. Okay. I've seen... That one's my favorite. To quick interruption from recommendations, sell me on Ian, because I've seen Ian and Barbara. Ian! I like Barbara a lot, but so far Ian's kind of leaving me cold. I like Susan. Um, I like Barbara. I don't care about Ian. I actually, I, I like Susan, but Susan can be a little tiring because mm. um, Susan is played kind of like on the same note every time. Yeah, I was going to say kind of a one note, it seems yeah. like. Uh, but I do like, I like Susan um, throughout her her time on the show. I love Barbara. I think Barbara is fantastic. I love Ian because Ian is like, you think he's going to be like this very serious like uh science teacher like i i'm i know everything i know everything how about how everything goes and i he's going to be like the manly man rushing to the rescue but he like he like he rushes to the rescue and he gets knocked out um like he's not always correct he he he's a very physical character oh, okay. so he's always ready to like he's always ready to jump into the fight and sometimes it works out and sometimes it does not all right that's fun. and sometimes it's really like obvious that he's just being an idiot (laughs) barbara's reactions to that are hilarious um i think mostly i like ian because i like barbara so much and barbara likes ian all right fair enough like um they're in uh, the world of doctor who in the in the novels um it's revealed that they get married and have a child together (laughs) um which i and for me personally i believe that they're together the whole time that they're on the show like i they're a couple for me, like from the first to the end. I don't see that they're not a couple. Right. Like, I can't watch it and see that they're not. Um, so I feel like they come as a package. I can understand why he would leave you cold because he is kind of like, you know, it's a it's a young man 50 years ago. Yeah, that um, may be sort of maybe I needed to watch more because that was sort of the impression I got that they were going for was mm-hmm. like, oh, rushing into the rescue. And I didn't really yeah. watch long enough, I think, to see how that was kind of played with and undermined sometimes yeah and he like like there are moments where i'm like oh my god get away from me because he gets like pretty paternalistic sometimes but like it's it's always kind of i think punctured by um barbara and by susan right um because they don't always need rescuing barbara especially yeah is really good at like rescuing herself so i love that um but i would so the romans i think like they have a really playful dynamic in that and i think it's a good um representation of how they work together i also recommend that you watch if you've never seen it the first serial yes everyone is introduced yes Um, it's called the unearthly child i think yes Um, i've watched because you get a sense of what they're like on earth before they get swept up yeah. in the doctor before he kidnaps them he literally kidnaps yeah them. like they come and they're like confronting him and he's like oh what you're locked in here now and we're leaving bye <laughs> yeah like <laughs> so funny yeah so no funny. i remember it's interesting you say that because as i recall the majority of the episode um is like not in the tardis and mm-hmm. the doctor is a very very minor character in it um so yeah you're right you really do get a sense of who they are and where they're coming from Mm-hmm. yeah it's um and i think it's kind of similar to how they reintroduced the show mm. with rose how we follow rose and it's it, we're pretty close to rose's story before we meet the doctor and then before we find out who the doctor is yeah um so i i really like that so like you're meant to be the audience identifier is meant to be the companion yeah um, so i think it's a really good example of that so an unearthly child and the romans right. those are my recommendations well i yeah i feel like i have not 
There's so much. It's hard for me to, and so much I haven't seen that I almost don't feel uh, qualified to recommend. Um, I do recommend the 50th anniversary special, even if you have no clue what's going on. Honestly, that's all right, because half the time with <laughs> Moffat, I don't anyway. So I the the trick is to get the trick is like to get drunk enough where I feel like I understand it the way that I if I drink enough I understand sports mm-hmm. um that I I understand more my understanding of what's going on in sports is like directly proportional to how much I've had to drink um despite you know growing <laughs> up in America and playing lots of sports in school it's still I retained absolutely nothing until I'm drunk at which point I totally it makes perfect right. sense uh so yeah. yeah if you're gonna watch Moffat's make sure you've got like and like a bottle or two of wine with you so that you can sort of as it gets weirder and weirder and dumber and dumber you'll be uh at the right stage of drunkenness to go with it um I would also recommend and the reason I'm going to plug, because um, the reason we're doing this episode when we are, is uh, in time for the release of a book called Companion Piece, um, in which I have an essay called Yay! about uh, Rose Tyler. So um, go out and, and buy Companion Piece. I've already been paid, so I'm not going to get paid anymore if more people <laughs> it so I'm not recommending this because I will get paid more I'm just saying you know it's a great book um, one of the editors is a dear friend of mine Liz with whom I actually saw the 50th anniversary special in a movie theater in Melbourne which was fantastic uh, <laughs> so yeah I would and who is the one who convinced me to try Romana um, in the first place because she loves Romana so much mm-hmm. um, so yeah I I have to put in a, a recommendation for that. Um, it's just there's some really cool essays in there and some really cool stuff about uh, all sorts of companions. Um, all right. So yeah, that's that's my totally self-serving recommendation. That's that's what we're here for, right? Yep. Heck yes. <laughs> Bye, Mom. We'll put, I'll put a, I'll find some links and put them in the show notes. Yay. So you can go and grab that because it looks really good. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up here. So if you want to let us know who your favorite companion is and who you would mix together in adventure, if you were able to timey-wimey do some crossovering, yes. um, you can let us know on Twitter at Bossy Britch. No, wait. Let me do it right this time. <laughs> it's on Twitter at Britch's Podcast. Yes. It's on Tumblr at Britch's Podcast. It is on the internet at Real Bossy Britches. Uh, you can find us, as always, on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can rate and review us there, and you should, because we want you to tell people what you think of us. Um, let's see. I think uh, I think that's it. Oh <laughs> I realized we hadn't done that yet. I had to. 